0: Our first reading today comes from 2 Timothy, chapter 3, commencing at verse 14. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have known the sacred writings that are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. All scripture is inspired by God. is useful for teaching for reproof for correction and for training in righteousness so that everyone who belongs to god may be proficient equipped for every good work the second reading comes from john chapter 14 commencing at verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be with you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me, because I live, you also live. On that day you will know I am my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. Hear the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: I wonder, how often do you have a shower? Are you a morning and night shower person? I know some people that want a morning and night shower, sometimes even a morning, lunchtime and night shower. Uh, I, I don't like for it to happen in our household. Are you a short shower person, like in and out, or do you kind of lose track of time in the shower? Uh, Maybe you have children or or grandchildren that are like that. Uh, How often do you shower? Uh, Do you you shower for occasions? You know, if you're not doing too much, you can get away with it until you have to meet someone else. Uh, I I often uh, joke uh, that I shave for Jesus. So I make sure I'm my most cleanly shaved for for Sunday. Uh, But I, I do actually shave through the week as well. How often do you shower? Uh, Katie's often disgusted that when I go uh, hiking with friends, it can be 10 days and <laughs> I won't have found a shower for any of those 10 days and she wonders how I can stand my own smell. Um, maybe you're not an everyday shower person. Uh, well, h- how does this uh, come to play? How is this relevant to what we're talking about? Uh, let me read to you from Ephesians 5. Uh, Jesus loved the church and gave himself up for her, making her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or by any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Jesus loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her, washing her uh, with water through the word. Uh, When Jesus uh, came and walked, John's Gospel introduces Jesus as the word that made flesh. The same word that brought the world into creation, took on flesh, incarnated the word that created the world. And as Jesus spoke, it was the words of Jesus that brought new life. As Jesus died, as we celebrated Easter, and was raised to life, his words continue to give life to us. So the word made flesh uh, was a a word to us, and as he speaks to us, his words bring new life in us. I, I wonder if you had a a product that you wanted to advertise uh, that was for washing and you said it's going to make you (laughs) radiant without stain or wrinkle or any blemish, but holy and blameless. Sounds like pretty good marketing. You'd sell a lot of that product if it achieved what it was meant to. Uh, Well, the Word of God works that in us. It makes us radiant, radiant that we will glow with the life that's imparted into us without stain that is before God we are washed clean there's no shame Uh, without wrinkle or blemish well you know we wrinkles uh, uh, the joke is if you want to find out someone's age ask them to smile and you see the the crow's (laughs) feet around their eyes but wrinkles are still there but what's jesus going to do he's making all things new that we when he returns we'll receive a, a resurrection body free from stain wrinkle or any other blemish completely holy and blameless jesus's product for us as, as a church is that he will make us new make us radiant When it says word here, uh, the Greek language uses two words for word. The word logos, uh, so we often translate that as scripture, and the word rhema. Here here it's the word rhema. So so it's not just a a written word uh, that is what is bringing you uh, new life. It's actually the the rhema word, a word in season, the word that you need to hear, the word that encourages you, the, the word that builds you up uh, when you hear someone say something to you and, and it is exactly what you need to hear it's God's truth spoken to you that's a, a rhema word a word in season and when we think about scripture we can often think about it as, as dead words and scholars have read uh, God's word and dissected it and not believed and to them it is just uh, logos just writing on paper But the truth is that God actually wants to do what he says in this passage of the Bible in us. And so it is the the Holy Spirit who we heard about in John's Gospel who brings the word of God to life and speaks it to us as a word in season that produces washing, cleansing, newness, radiance in each of us. As a church, uh, we value the word of God. Last week we talked about worship. And we worshipped and we thought about what it means to be a church that values worship. I'm sorry if you missed that. Uh, We tried to live stream it and we figured out the bug as to why it didn't live stream. But you've missed it. You're just sorry. We we value worship as a church and worship is about pursuing God and pursuing relationship with God because it's a language that we have with Him. Today we're talking about word. Word is a value uh, that we have as a church. Uh, So what what are we talking about? Well, we invite God to continually convert us to his ways through his word and by the power of the Holy Spirit. That is, we're not just reading it because it's got good stories. We believe that his ways are the best ways to live a fruitful life, that his ways are the ways of salvation, uh, that there is power available to us as we read his word and see it applied by his Holy Spirit. The, the the Word and the Holy Spirit go hand in hand. Uh, so what does the Bible uh, say about the purpose of the Bible? I'd love you to open up to 2 Timothy. Uh, so you should have one of these red pew Bibles uh, nearby. If you don't, there's a stack there. It should be tucked under your pew. It's about 967 is the page number. And it's right down the bottom is chapter 2, verses three. Chapter 3 of 2 Timothy, uh, starting at verse 15. So you can find find that on page 967. And we're looking just down at the bottom of the page. And as we're looking here, uh, I wanted to just remind you, if if you're paying attention in January, I would have thrown a few statistics at, at you. Uh, and it went it went like this. Uh, if you read the Bible once a week, so if you just turn up on Sunday and you hear it read, uh, it has a negligible effect on your life. If you read it twice a week, negligible effect. Three times a week, negligible effect. But they've st- looking at hundreds of thousands of people, uh, when people are reading it four times a week, there is a profound difference between the three-time person. Four times or more a week, there is a profound Difference And so some of the the differences they talked about when you're reading or listening, some people like an audio Bible, uh, four times per week is that you're 30% less likely to struggle with loneliness, that you're 40% less likely to feel bitterness or unforgiveness, uh, 218% more likely to be generous, 228% more likely to share your faith with others, and 60% less likely to feel spiritually stagnant. So there's value in reading God's Word statistics, say, but if you're a Christian and you rarely read God's Word, then there is little effect that hearing God's Word has on your life. So I'm not sure if you've changed your patterns since then, but this morning we we're talking a little bit more about God's Word and looking to start with at to Timothy. So... It, it says here, uh, and and so, it's it's in the context of the. In these days, people will look for people that will say what they want to hear. Uh, the Bible's not a book that says what we always want to hear, uh, but it is a book that does something. And uh, so, it says continue in verse fourteen. So right down the bottom of page nine hundred sixty-seven. Uh, Continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you have learned it, and how from childhood you have known the sacred writings that are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Someone says, well, h- how, do I, how do I be saved? Uh, how to find salvation is in Scripture. H- how do I have a relationship with God? How do I have eternal life? Scripture points us to how we can find salvation In God, and so it continues on, and it says all Scripture is inspired by God. What does that mean? That that as the uh, holy men of old uh, wrote, their their hands were inspired by God. That the words that we have are words from God, spoken through them, words that come in their voice, but words from God. Words in a context, but words from God. So it's inspired. God's inspired work. It's not just a, a, a dead letter. It's a living letter written to us uh, that still uh, speaks today. Because all scripture, it's 2 Timothy is written uh, after a lot of our scripture is written. So all scripture is uh, useful for teaching. That is, so that we can learn for reproof. That is, we can find the right course. Of life for, for correction, that we can know when we are on the wrong course in life, and for training in righteousness, that is training in the ways of God, so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient. Uh, that is, we were we're well equipped, we're well taught, we're we and have a good uh, reason for what we believe. Uh, we're equipped uh, for every good work. What does it mean that we're equipped for every good work? So, so the purpose of Uh, the purpose of God's Word is not that it would just point you the way to salvation. It's that as it it is seeded, it's a creative word, as it is seeded in you, it bears life and then equips you to then go be a life-bearer in this world. That is, you learn from God's Word. He teaches you His ways so that you would do good works that He's prepared in advance for you to do. And as you do them, you're, you're equipped by His Word to do them, And then other people see the goodness of God and they want whatever that secret formula is that brings uh, radiance and cleansing and freedom from shame and eternal life. And, and so we need God's Word. If you want to hear more about that, I'm pretty sure the sermon on God's Word is 29th of January. And I talk more about that as a foundation. Uh, N.T. Wright says this about the Bible. He says, the Bible is the book of my life. It's the book I live with, uh, the book I live by, and the book I want to die by. To, to him, it's so significant that it just speaks to him and it carries him through all of life. A.W. Tozer says this, he says, uh, The word of God well understood and religiously obeyed is the shortest route to spiritual perfection. Uh, what's spiritual perfection? We, we look like Jesus, we live like Jesus. He's the model of perfection. None of us in this life ever arrived, but it's the shortest route to spiritual perfection. And we must not select a few favorite passages to the exclusion of others. Nothing less than the whole Bible can make a whole Christian. I like what he says there. Nothing less than the whole Bible can make a whole Christian. Christian, we need to read the bits that challenge us and not just the bits that encourage us uh, because we need to be challenged in order to be made more like Jesus. So as a church, we invite God to continually convert us to his ways through his word and by the power of his Holy Spirit, that his spirit would speak life to us Uh, Sometimes in in the age we're in, uh, we want burning bush sort of moments. Uh, Moses had a burning bush moment, and we all talk about the bush that was burning. But the point of that story is not the burning bush. It's about the the setting apart of Moses for a significant task. And so if you're asking God for a burning bush moment in your life, uh, be assured that you're going to have a significant task ahead of you because... Uh, When he gives you a a significant moment, it's usually to empower you with resolve to carry out a significant task. So don't look too much for the attention-grabbing moments because what grabs our attention is not our focus. See, the Word of God is about leading you closer to, to knowing God and what it means to be a person connected to God and to living out His ways. Uh, what I want to equip you particularly with this morning, and Sally, do you want to be a helper for me? Could you hand out some things? Okay, could you hand out this as well? Thank you. Uh, what, I, what I want to equip you with is, is a method of reading the Bible that I find uh, really helpful uh, for not just reading through it, but thinking about how it's a text that God wants to speak life uh, to me through. Uh, so the, the first step, and I'll put it brief up here on the back side of this page. There's a bigger description of some of the questions that you might be asking as you go through the steps of Reap: Read, Examine, Apply, Pray. Uh, so, Read. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you, uh, and then read a passage of the Bible. So, don't just open up the Bible and start reading. Come with an attitude that God's going to speak to you, an expectation. So. So we pray and we say, God, speak to me through this passage and then read it and expect that he will speak, Uh, examine. So what's the passage about? Who was it written to? Why was it written? What what was its purpose? Uh, What is it saying? Uh, Then apply. What stands out? Is there a particular verse that that grabs you uh, as you read? How, How does it change the way that you think about God, about people, about life? How does it change the way that you might live? How might there be a course correction for you uh, so that you may receive the benefit of being a person of the Word that you'd be radiant and full of life? Then pray. Talk to God about it. Have a conversation with Him. God, I, I think this is what you're saying to me through your Word. Please do this in me. But don't make it just a one-way conversation. Sit and say, God, is there anything else that you want to draw my attention to and in the busyness of this world we don't stop and try silence very often stop and try silence before god and see how he directs your heart your thoughts as you talk to him about what you feel like he's calling you to do they're the steps uh, now if i give you this and send you away i'm hundred percent sure that a good percentage of people will <laughs> put this pit of paper somewhere and it may not rise to the top of the pile So what we're going to do, if you've got your Bible open, is we're going to flick over to John, uh, which was uh, read out before. So so John's Gospel is Matthew, Mark, Luke, John in the New Testament. So we find it on page 877 in our Pew Bibles. If you're joining us from home, um, sorry that that number's not going to help you, but we're in John uh, chapter 14. And we're looking at verses 15 to 21. And so we're just going uh, to step through the steps uh, really briefly. Uh, I'm, Paul, if you could throw the other slide back up on the screen. Uh, so let's pray. And, and let me invite you to do it in your own words, and I'll do it from the front. Uh, God, speak to me. God, speak to me as as I read your word. So we're on page 877, starting just under the title, The Promise of the Holy Spirit, verse 15. So it says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned, I'm coming to you. In a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day you will know that I am in the Father and you in me and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me and those who love me will be loved by my Father and I will love them and reveal myself to them. So just sit with that passage for a little bit and, and, and sit in the space of, which is a verse that, that jumps out at you? Was maybe part of a verse just jumps out at you from what we read just then. What's this passage talking about as, as we're thinking about that? What's talking about how uh, Jesus is talking to the disciples and he's saying, uh, I'm with you now. I'm talking to you. I'm teaching you. But there's one that will lead you in the way of truth that I'm going to send you when I'm gone. And that one is the Holy Spirit. And he's not only going to be with you, he's going to live in you. And as he lives in you, you will love me. You will live my way. uh, To obey God's commandments is to live his way. And in this, I will give my love to you and I will reveal myself to you. And so that's, that's what he's saying. He's saying now, uh, when he walked the earth, there's one way of being connected to God. He's saying there's a new way coming, that all of you no longer will need to go to a temple, will no longer need to go to a church, uh, although you come to church to be encouraged in this. You can all walk with god you can all know the truth because the spirit of truth will lead you into it and i will reveal my jesus will reveal myself to you and so he speaks of that relationship so that's that's what the passage is about what stands out to you uh what particular verse stood out what particular thought from that passage stands out to you For me, it's the the last part of verse 21. I will love them and reveal myself to them. That is, the the love of God is not just something you hear about. It's it's something that is revealed to you. So there's an expectation, there's a a promise in there that in all of life, God is going to reveal himself to me that I can go into life expecting that in different ways I will get a deeper understanding of who He is and His love uh, revealed to me. So for me, that's an application. How does that change the way I think? It means I need to think about life with an expectancy that I'm going to get to know Jesus more, that as I approach Scripture, that as I come to church, that as I talk with Christians... I'm going to get, have Jesus revealed to me more, that I, I will continually grow in understanding. So then what do I say to God? I say, God, I, w- I want to know you more. Reveal yourself to me. Show me. Are there any ways in which I haven't been open to you revealing yourself to me? If there any ways in which I've been a closed book? Open my heart. Talk to me about it. And then just sitting in silence and waiting uh, for God to do that with me. I'm not sure whether you're reading the Bible four times a week. Uh, I'm I'm not saying it to to guilt you. I'm saying it to encourage you. That that if you turn to Scripture, that is, if you use this as a tool, uh, I find it helpful sometimes to write some of these things down, that you're going to experience a fresh relationship with Jesus as a result. Now, the thing that I handed out to you has a description of how to go through the process. It also has a Bible study. Uh, We have a life group uh, that meets on Tuesday morning. And if you want to do this study with a group of people, they they would love for you to join them. Uh, I'm helping lead through this term, apart from tomorrow. (laughs) And you can step through and then practice the process with them. In the description of how to do REAP, uh, there is a little comment at the end, read through uh, Luke. And and so let me encourage you to start there and keep reading. Uh, Maybe try Acts uh, once you've finished Luke. But we, uh, as a church, want to be a people that invite God to to continually convert us to his ways through his word and through the power of his Spirit. So let me encourage you to... Build this value in in your own life. And I'm confident that as you do, uh, you will experience abundant blessing. Let me pray for us. Uh, Lord God, thank you that in your great love for us, that you uh, made a way for us to know you. Uh, Thank you for the revelation that we receive uh, through your word. Thank you that as we read it uh, with you and together, Uh, that we're equipped and encouraged and built up for this life of faith. Open us up to new and fresh ways uh, as we read uh, things that are old. Uh, May you speak to us new. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.